0: We'll
1: Friday in town. This is Michael Benner with Inner Vision till 2 o'clock this afternoon on KPFK Los Angeles. 90.7 FM all over Southern California, out of Santa Barbara County, 98.7 FM, and of course streaming for the world at kpfk.org. Nice to be with you today and uh, every Friday, pretty much every Friday, today of course, and uh, Broadcasting live, we're going to do another open conversation, telephone talk type of radio program today. In many ways, uh, following on the heels of the program we did last week. So the first thing I want to do is make you aware of the fact that if you ever miss one of these programs, you have a couple of options. First thing, you can go to the kpfk.org website and in the very first column on the left, look for a link that says Audio Archives. And if you go in there, you'll find this program and many, many other KPFK radio programs as downloadable or streaming audio files. What's the difference? Well, a streaming file plays off our server and you can listen to it on your computer. A downloadable file you bring right onto your machine, listen to it anytime you want. And, uh, of course, you could copy it onto your portable MP3 player also. So you have those two choices. Just go to kpfk.org. Anytime, up to 90 days from broadcast, these programs are archived. And uh, once you get to the home page, look for the link on the left in that very first column, Audio Archives. A lot of folks don't even know about this yet. People say, hey, how do I get a copy of that show? Well, there you go. Either listen to it streaming or uh, download it right onto your machine but then you have a third option which of course is the podcast and again you can pick that up at kpfk.org in the very same location audio archives and then it comes to you automatically just pushed onto your machine we're about a week behind with podcasts and uh so if uh, it's urgent then go to the downloadable or streaming files, they go up right away. It's all automated. And if you don't mind waiting a few days and uh having all of them put on your machine automatically for you, and, of course, onto your portable player, if you so choose, then subscribe to the podcast. It's free. It's also available through the iTunes Music Store, as are many of the KPFK programs. Pretty cool, huh? Lots of folks uh, of my generation, the boomers and older I uh, haven't figured out the iPod thing yet. I, th- I think there's uh, a lot of people that go, whoa, what is this? It's uh, TiVo for radio is basically what it is. It's decentralized programming with a time shift. You know, it means that you can listen to this radio station or any other that you like and other programs that maybe are never broadcast over the air uh, when you wish. And uh, you become the programmer then. Don't you see how beautiful this is? You decide what you're going to listen to, when you're going to listen to it, how much you're going to listen to it. You can rewind it, pause, fast forward. Uh, it's just too cool. So if uh, you're not on the podcast uh, bandwagon yet, haven't figured it out, find yourself a teenager someplace and they'll set you all up because it is just uh, too cool. And then you can archive programs that you like also. We make them pretty small files, too. That's another nice thing, is uh, by cutting down the sample rate, they upload and download real quickly. So I hadn't mentioned that in months, and I thought I'd mention it. KPFK.org, you want to know about that site and the files as well. I want to begin today by uh, thanking Dr. Dennis Merritt-Jones for his appearance Live in the studio last week, and uh, I hope you heard that program. Again, you can check out those archives if you missed it, because it was a good one, and, and I think really essential. Dr. Jones, Dennis Merritt Jones, is, uh, well, he's a very well studied metaphysician. He's a, uh, again, he has his doctorate degree in religious science, and uh, this is a ministry that. Goes back almost a hundred years, a very metaphysical approach, um, sometimes called mind science, that the secret pulls upon the DVD and, and the video known as The Secret, which we've talked about so much on this podcast. Uh, Intervision vision aware show strip recently and of course the dvd and the book were also real popular premiums in the last two fundraising campaigns here at kpfk so there is a buzz larry king has done programs oprah has done a series of programs on the secret and i have said in the past and will repeat today and uh, dennis and i talked about it last week that uh so i think i can speak for him too here that uh, we're both uh, very happy about the fact that this program is so popular, but we're also uh, a little bit concerned because there's a lot of bad information uh, that can be misunderstood about the secret. And as I hear some of the principals who are in this movie, I'm hearing also uh, bad information. And so last week's program was what's right and what's wrong, with the secret, and I want to zoom out a little bit, to dovetail, to pick up where we left off last week, and to get a larger view of ourselves in relation to all other things. Today's program is called Action or Reaction, and life is a two-way street, although most of us don't know that. And I'd like to talk a little about it and then open up the telephones a little bit later in the hour and take your telephone calls, your questions, and your comments about uh, this opportunity. Uh, probably the best way I can say is the opportunity that we've been uh, presented with this uh, DVD, the, uh, the book, which followed the DVD, and uh, again... The good news that the information is getting out and hopefully more people will be more responsible for their lives. But at the same time, we got to knock down uh, the nonsense that is coming out of the Larry King, Oprah approach and people who have really a cursory knowledge of these concepts. Now, I know there are many listeners to this radio program, maybe you, who go way, way back with this information. I... Uh, I've been doing these kinds of radio programs, well, I guess I did my first talk show in, uh, let me think, uh, 1971, really, in Detroit. I did some campus radio and some small uh, small market radio in the late 60s as a disc jockey, mostly, and then a news guy. But I began doing talk shows and commentaries in a serious way in Detroit in 1971. And I've always been interested in what at that time we called human potential and has come to be called self-improvement or mind science or the more all-inclusive term, metaphysics and mysticism. So uh you do the math. That's like uh, 35, 36 years on the radio doing this and interviewing a lot of really bright people. And we have in the past, uh, we have recently And in the future, we're going to bring in just the best people we can to empower you. But we also have a responsibility uh, to let you know when nonsense is afoot. And we are so inclined to think, this is another topic that we've done in the past and have to repeat, the, the tendency of human beings to think in all black or all white terms. Uh, to bifurcate, monichaeism, it's sometimes called, either or thinking, everything or nothing, you know, dead or alive, all right or all wrong. Media does this a lot. You know, their issues are, well, there's two sides to every story. Well, excuse me, there's at least three and probably more. And uh it's a, it's a serious mental trap and it's coming out in the secret. So uh, I wanted to Again, dovetail on the show I did with Dennis Merritt-Jones last week. And again, thanks to Dennis. And, and I hope you check out his website if you have a chance. Merritt has two R's and two T's. DennisMerrittJones.com. You can find out more about his book. And uh, the service is out in uh, Simi Valley, the One Spirit Center. But uh, let's talk about action and reaction. Let's talk about life as a two-way street. Because so many of us have been victims, and now a simple misunderstanding of the secret makes us absolutely responsible, at least in a potentially foolish way, that we've got to say, hey, the uh, reality is somewhere in the middle. Uh, Sometimes you are a victim, and uh, sometimes you created the situation you're in, and you may not know the difference, and today I'm going to tell you why it's difficult to know Whether you are a victim, whether you contributed to the situation you're in, or whether you're absolutely responsible. But in any event, we're always response-able, you see. We can choose what we do with the situation we find ourselves in, and that's one of the ideas I want to talk about here at the top. Plus, the second point we'll make a little bit later is that you're not all that conscious, nor am I. (laughs) The idea that the secret of uh, or the law of attraction is limited to only conscious thoughts is, again, uh, you know, it's like kindergarten. Uh, Where do you think those good ideas come from that you didn't realize until a sudden burst of awareness? And all of a sudden you go, oh, my Lord, look what I just thought of, this whole big concept already thought out, thoughts that arrive full-blown. Where does that come from? Well, you have a subconscious mind, obviously, and yet those thoughts and feelings are attracting also. And then the idea that we're doing it in a vacuum, that we're all alone, we're in isolation, and nobody else's law of attraction is influencing your law of attraction. It's driving me crazy, so I I just got to straighten it out. And uh, this won't be the end of it, Again, this is a very exciting time. People take responsibility for the way they think. Pretty soon they're going to take responsibility for the way they feel. And you know what? With enough time taking responsibility for your thoughts and taking some ownership for your feelings, we might even start taking responsibility for our behavior. And that, again, is one of the elements that is missing in this uh Presentation that's become so popular. I guess where I want to start is why the hell do you think they called it the secret anyway? Why do you think that of all the great minds out of history that have understood this principle, they didn't tell anybody except the most worthy? Why has this information been secreted for so long? And there's a couple of reasons. One has to do with simply avoiding persecution. And prosecution by the church-state, which uh, you know ruled Europe for a thousand years, plunged European civilization into dark ages, as the state became the church and the church became the state. And of course, it was all a dictatorial, all a matter of monarchy and uh, and feudalism. And we could go back to that if we allow zealots and fundamentalists to take over our government or corporations to use them as a front to take over the government. And yet uh, there's been the crusades and the certainly Inquisition. And so the first reason the secret's been secreted, of course, is to avoid this persecution, this prosecution. Nobody wants to get burned on the stake or pilloried or... Or uh, tortured, and although that's been revisited by America recently, certainly there's a long tradition of the church uh, torturing people. But the second and larger reason that the secret was always kept veiled or hidden and only whispered from lip to ear, as they used to say, from teachers to the most worthy, was a fear that this would happen that it would become some kind of religion, or worse yet, pop psych. All right? And yet many of us think, well, these are very dark times, and uh, if it's ever going to become extant, this law of attraction, then maybe this is a very good time for it to come out. So I'm on both sides of the fence. I'm really stuck in the middle here at one point overjoyed by the popularity of the secret and at the same time horrified by what's happening in the media. And even some of the principals in the film who shouldn't be in there. Some of the better studied people left the project early on. Some of the people quit right in the middle of production uh, because it was being muggled down, dumbed down. And and in some cases, case is even silly. Not to mention the emphasis on materialism and stuff, which upsets enough of us. I said today's theme was action and reaction. I'm saying that life is a two-way street, that there is that which is done to us, and there is that which emanates from us. And let's get real, it's not one or the other. You are not simply a victim of life, destined to merely react and struggle and fight against what's being done to you. But, folks, you ain't all that either. You You are one of, how many of us are there on this planet, six billion now? And they are all co-creators. And further, this idea that, this is also maddening to me, and I can't wait to open up the telephones here in a few minutes, that if we think about war, we create war, if we think about poverty, we create poverty this is just this is just ludicrous. You have to think about war in order to think about peace. If you dwell on war and your intention is more war, then indeed you are contributing to it. but if you're concerned about war and other forms of injustice, and you put your attention on it and seek to be knowledgeable about it, and then close your eyes and relax and visualize a peaceful world. Then you're creating peace, not war, but you have to identify the problem. This idea that a positive thinker never looks at the negative, that's just stupid. It's kindergarten stuff. How could you be a positive thinker if you don't identify the negative? You don't want to dwell on it, but you want to be realistic about it. You know, even psychology, there is under uh anxiety disorders. Google it. Look it up if you think I'm kidding. Something called magical thinking. It's a neurosis. It's a rather severe anxiety disorder. Uh, in some cases, uh seen as a function of OCD, obsessive-compulsive disorder, but we see it in personality disorders too, like narcissism and borderline. Magical thinking, this idea that any time a thought enters your head, oh, no, now it's going to happen. You see, if it's a negative thing especially, some worry drifts through your mind, and you go, oh, no, or somebody says something negative, like, well, I sure hope this doesn't turn south on you, and, oh, no, no, you said a negative thing, it's going to happen, you've jinxed me. Folks, this is not the law of attraction, this is superstition. And this is why the secretists remain secret for not only hundreds, but thousands of years, a fear that it's going to be turned into a superstition, like much of what passes as religion is superstition. Of course, there are beautiful truths and traditions and lofty concepts found in religion, no question about it. But as practiced, there's a lot of silliness and and superstition too so magical thinking the idea that any little thought that that floats through your mind is going to manifest is a neurosis it is an anxiety disorder and yet the law of attraction is the essence of magic and magic is real and magic is wonderful and magic can be promoted I don't mean stage magic. I'm not talking about sleight of hand. I'm talking about everything from positive thinking to visualization to invocation. And again, human beings have always understood this. There have always been the wise women and men. But it's an effort. You aren't all that conscious. You aren't all that good. You don't, you don't, you know, we have a built in checks and balances. It's not like just you know, any old thoughts going to manifest in reality. You've got to work on it. And this is one of the things that is essentially missing from the secret also, the idea of altered states. In other words, normal consciousness, your mind has eight or ten thoughts jumping around, demanding your attention at any given moment. Buddhists call it the monkey mind. It's a very, very old term, monkey mind. Uh brain researchers call it roof brain chatter. I've always thought of it as ideas competing for my attention. Listen to me over here. No, listen to this part of your brain. No, what about this? What about that? Blah blah blah. And of course, the more stimulus in our lives, the more stressed we are, the more voices are demanding our attention. And so each of those thoughts gets less and less of your attention let's say I've got 10 thoughts competing for my attention well on average then each thoughts getting roughly 10 percent of my attention right in order to focus your attention you've got to close your eyes and relax you have gotta let go of muscular tension to gain mental attention Paying attention is waking up and focusing, like, like your mind goes from the floodlight to the spotlight to the laser beam. And now thoughts have real power. And when you bring passion and emotion into play, which is the force behind the thought, now you have real focused power. Uh, In that case, a concept that you entertain is much more likely to be attracted and manifested but again the second part of this of this uh, uh commentary that i'm doing today and again i i i want to open up the telephones in a few minutes here i'll give you the number in just a moment you're not that conscious we are by all accounts maybe on a good day 10% conscious probably more like 5% or less we don't know what 100% conscious is and uh we've got a few people to study people that have practice meditation many hours a day, contemplation, introspection, whatever you want to call it, for many hours, every day, for many, many, many years. And a lot of these monks and mystics are being brought into research labs, and their brain waves are being studied, and these new MRIs and CAT scans were looking into their brains, and We find amazing things, even the growth of brain cells. Gray matter grows. The brain changes in response to meditation. And so, my God, if relaxing and focusing your attention changes the brain, actually grows not only capillaries and and neural endings, but the gray matter itself. Wow, this is pretty cool. And, and this is fairly recent research, by the way, study out of Yale, MIT, and uh, Harvard from last year, from 2006, documented and was written up in major medical journals. Brain growth. We used we were kidding around last year about uh, meditators buy your hats too big because you're going to grow into them, right? So normal consciousness, we're so scattered that the idea of the law of attraction being at work needs to be understood in the context of it being a law that is scattered across your consciousness because your awareness is scattered. So if we're five or at most ten percent conscious, then uh, you may not see the law of attraction working in your life. Then as we were driving in today, I'm I'm thinking about as we come down the freeway, like, uh, does it mean that every situation I'm in on the freeway, I attracted? Well, of course not. That's just absurd. Did you attract the weather today? Well, what about the guy next to you? If you get in a 10-car pileup, did all 10 of you create that? It's an easy argument to make metaphysically that all 10 of you may have co-created that that you may have contributed to that. And there's any number of ways of explaining it, but you can't depend on it. I'm telling you, 30, 40 years of study in metaphysics, what you're supposed to put your attention on is what you do with the situation you find yourself in because you just don't know whether you created the situation or co-created the situation or maybe were blindsided by it. Here's the point. We live in a world of separated forms, but spirit, consciousness, awareness, which is the attractive part of the law of attraction, that's that's the magnetic part, consciousness, spiritual love. Love as consciousness, the, the oversoul, so to speak. The magnetic field between spirit and matter, it is not separative, and your consciousness does not operate In isolation, but part of an ocean of consciousness. Think of yourself as the wave on the ocean. You're different from the other waves, but you're clearly the ocean. And consciousness is an ocean. It's everywhere equally present. Love is everywhere equally present. So yeah, you could bully the universe. You can, if you're obstinate enough and learn to focus your attention, <clears throat> you can bully the universe and you can create wealth, although that's no guarantee of happiness. And you could create some other sense of success, although again, I don't know that that's really going to make you happy. I'm not sure why. I, I, I guess that's part of why the darn thing has been so successful. If you're just tuning in, the video and the book, The Secret, because it's just so damn materialistic. It's so much about stuff, and it's about a quality of power, and, and and there's that word again, responsibility that a lot of folks really want right now. These are dark times. It's scary to live in a world with Dick Cheney lurking in the bushes. It's, you know, our government, it looks like we're being run by vampires and, and the undead, zombies are, are in the White House and the Congress. Of course it's a scary time. And you want magic. Fine. But honor it. <laughs> Again, study it. Don't be a muggle. Don't be the sorcerer's apprentice that puts on the hat and waves the wand and does more damage than good. Because, you know, in all this talk of the secret, I haven't heard much talk about The misapplication or misuse of magic I haven't heard a whole lot of talk about dark magic black magic gray magic versus white magic and frankly what the mystical traditions say is that anytime you use the law of attraction or these higher spiritual concepts as demonstrated by christ and buddha and many other avatars and masters anytime you use those powers for the separated self to benefit yourself without any regard to the consequence or the impact on other people that's black magic you might say well wait a minute i'm just i'm just trying to get me some money or a girlfriend that's pretty or or a new car a better job or something that's not i don't want to hurt anybody that's not black magic well, I know it's a high bar, and you can disagree. But I'd have you consider that traditionally anything done for the separated self with an attitude of I don't care. And there's a lot of so-called religious people. who Their whole religion is I'm getting myself to the promised land. I'm going to heaven to hell with you. I'm getting out of here. Hell, with war and hungry people and injustice, I got mine. I'm going to, hell with. what is that? You see. So I would just have you consider that uh, the secret does not distinguish between so called dark magic, black magic. The essence of evil is selfishness. Well, actually, the essence of evil is fear and ignorance but selfishness is supported by fear and ignorance. So anything you do for the separative self without regard to others is dark in the first place. Be careful. All you have to do is add a little rejoinder to your intentions, and whether those intentions are thoughts, emotions, feelings, or actual behavior, just continually, repeatedly align yourself with what you discern to be that which is best for all concerned, or use the affirmation uh, the uh, the invocation, provided that it is for the greater good of all. Orient yourself then then you're safe. You see? then it's okay. you can experiment, but uh, let's get smart about this. and to put a handle on this again, we're talking about today as a follow-on to last week's critic. Uh, Criticism, critique, that's what I want to say. Dovetailing on last week's critique of what's right and what's wrong about the secret. Today, action or reaction? What kind of universe do you live in? I know, I know lots of folks say life is what you make it. But most people believe life is what's done to us. Life is done what's, life is what's done to them. There's great victimization and great helplessness. Even our feelings we project on other people. Oh, they made me feel this way. They made me angry. They made me jealous. We don't even know that our very emotional nature is a response to the world. That people don't give you feelings. Your emotions are a response to what's done to you. We're so proud of ourselves because we drive our big cars and we drink our drinkies and, and, and we have cool computers and big screen TVs and we can go to the moon. And most of us don't even know the difference between those parts of life that are done to us and those parts of life that come out of us. Are you an actor in the world or are you a reactor? And before you look to be responsible for every situation that you find yourself in why don't you put your attention on taking responsibility for what you do with every situation you find yourself in i think that'll keep you busy i think your hands will be full trying to decide how do i respond to this situation or even perception your attitude how do i look at how do i reframe How do I perceive? What is my point of view? And then, what is my response? Busy yourself with that. And then at the end of the day, if you still have some free time and you want to figure out, hmm, did I create this? Did I karmically attract this? All by myself in isolation? Or am I part of the ocean of consciousness? that co-created this situation, that co-created all this traffic, that co-created all of this weather, that co-created all of this war and all of this opportunity for peace, all of this injustice and all of this opportunity to make it right. Or maybe we really did create it all by ourselves in some situations. Again, but whether you through this law of attraction, create your life in isolation or, more than likely, are a co-creator or even victimized by the fates from time to time. Why can't all three things be true? The one thing we can agree on that the secret doesn't talk about and the muggles are not talking about is that you are responsible for how you look at and what you do with it. That's the important thing. Let's go to the phones here. Let's take a short break. We'll come back. Take your telephone calls, your questions and your comments. Come on, let's dig in. This is, this is such an exciting and, and such a, a frightening time for people of consciousness, conscious people, to explore our relationship to each other in this, in this regard. Core metaphysics. Let's hash it out. I'm not just looking for people who agree with me. 818-985-5735 985 kpfk 9855735 in the 818 area code brooks is our producer you'll talk to her action or reaction life's a two-way street is it simply what's done to you or is it all what comes out of you is it a little bit of both and what does the word responsible really mean maybe you are not to blame but you are Responsible nine eight five five seven three five in the eight one eight area code. We'll be right back. Michael Benner, this is Intervision on KPFK, KPFK and your radio ninety point seven FM all over Southern California. Also heard in uh, Santa Barbara County at ninety eight point seven FM and streaming for the whole planet at KPFK dot org. Michael Benner with you, Intervision Friday style, and. Uh, Using today's theme as an opportunity to, in a way, pick up where we left off last week in the program we did with uh, Dr. Dennis Merritt-Jones about the secret. What's right with the secret? What's wrong with the secret? That was our show last week, and today we've zoomed out a little bit. Uh, you know, I was thinking about this show last night and again this morning, and was thinking about in philosophy, there are many views of our relationship with the universe, with life. And a couple of real primary views are, well, number one, um, the I guess essentially it's called the Cartesian view. It's sort of the Descartes view of the universe as a big machine. Uh, Cartesian philosophy is the universe is a clock. In other words, they're talking about the physical universe. They're talking about... Galaxies and clusters of galaxies and uh, (laughs) intergalactic uh, dust and gases and, uh, you know, around some of these stars there may be planets. There certainly is in our solar system. And then on any given planet, all of the material forms, the shapes, the stuff, and the life forms that live upon these heavenly bodies that's descartes and the cartesian philosophy it's just this the universe is this physical thing this big clock but there are also those people from time out of mind who said no no the universe certainly has its material aspect but it's not so much a big clock or one big machine as it is one big idea It is consciousness unfolding. It is understanding, reaching out to comprehend itself. And I'm not going to say which is it, this one or that one. I think it's both. But I think the order is important. (laughs) So does, like that Time Magazine cover story from a couple of months ago, does consciousness flow from the brain, or is the brain affected by... Consciousness. Well, we know both things are true, and yet in that chicken-and-egg argument, what's the prime mover? Is consciousness merely a function of brain activity and brain chemistry? Or is the brain a vehicle through which the pre-existing consciousness flows? And in a program like this, a whole lot of us think... Consciousness exists independent of form, a great ocean or sea of consciousness, which certainly means the law of attraction is universal. It's always at work. You can use gravity, but that doesn't mean that you can honor the law of gravity and apply gravity in many different ways. But... It's not your gravity as opposed to somebody else's. We're all experiencing the law of gravity simultaneously, and so it is with the law of attraction. Let's go to the telephones and see what you all think. 818-985-5735. Do you live in a universe of action or merely reaction? And do you have to choose between one and the other? Or could it be a little bit of both? Let's go to Burbank. And Adam, you're on KPFK and Intervision with Michael Benner. Hi.
2: Hi, Michael.
1: Thanks for taking my call. Thank you for calling. Um,
2: Yeah, I was enjoying The Secret until I got to, and the materialism was bothering me, but then when we got to the anti-war part, that really bothered me. And thank you so much for having this show, because now I feel a little less crazy. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh... Yeah, I thought that a little knowledge is a dangerous thing, just putting it out there, um, that it's kind of like a green light to denial and apathy, but peace takes work.
1: Well, I was thinking this week, so if I'm really a muggle and I see this video and then I hear Don Imus's racist comment, I have to believe that those young women on the Rutgers basketball team brought that on with their thinking. <laughs> Right. Or it was their past life karma that caused them to be born in dark skin. It's just absurd on the surface of it. It it. is absurd. And there are some really good, intelligent sources in this DVD. I don't know how they allowed some of the others to get in there. There is, and that's what makes it more dangerous,
2: because there's real truth mixed in with some fallacy that I found very dangerous, and especially when we're living in this fascist state.
1: Yeah. So, you know, you listen, by the time it gets to Larry King and Oprah, then it's even more filtered and dumbed down. Right. And now we're just wishing. Right. And and we've turned the, the one hope of those who seek to develop and expand their consciousness for others to develop their consciousness. That's being turned into just another superstition. And um, I don't know, if I was a little more... Uh, uh, paranoid, perhaps I would think that uh, the secret was bad metaphysics put out by purveyors of disinformation. They bad. deliberately wanted to confuse us. I don't know. Yeah, me and my friend <laughs> just talked about <laughs> conspiracy and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's good news, but uh, a little scary. What are your friends saying? Do you have friends on all sides? Are, are very
2: it? for it and very encouraged by it, and that's part of what you know drives me crazy. And I've had this conversation a lot. You know, because if you stand in and peace, like Martin Luther King and Gandhi, then that's what transforms the world. But if you just don't pay, pay attention to it, it's not going to go away. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're,
1: uh, they're, That's they're, denial. Yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. Oh, Appreciate thanks. your
2: call. I'm going to catch uh, last week's program, so thanks for giving that information in the beginning.
1: You'll dig it. Again, yep. kpfk.org, the audio archives link. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it. Let's go to Ronnie out in Ontario. <laughs> Ronnie, you're on KPFK and Intervision with Michael Benner. How are you doing? Hello. Yeah, there we go. Speak up a little, Ronnie.
0: Okay, how you doing?
1: That's much better. We're doing better and better, man.
0: Good. Uh, quick question. How do we find cover, immediate cover?
1: Well, what do you mean?
0: For people of consciousness in this time and this day, how do we find cover?
1: Well, I don't know. Uh, I don't know that we want to find cover. I'm not sure I even understand you. How do we, like, CYA? When
0: you, when you say um, it's a dangerous time, the people of consciousness and who are aware of things that are going around but can't explain them, but verbally, I guess, um, not mature enough to explain them, but know they're there. And and uh, I just connected when you said that it is a dangerous time for people of consciousness because of, you know, just events I've seen happening to me and others around me.
1: Well, we have to be activists. I mean, why does a radio station like kpfk a group like Pacifica have a program on consciousness but to blend consciousness with activism it 's not a matter of either i 'm socially and politically active or I develop my consciousness I mean we do both. We use the law of secret uh, the law the um, the law of attraction as uh, revealed to many of us in this dvd and book called the secret to expand our awareness our insight our understanding to to begin that inevitable expression of understanding that none of us are separate from each other except in appearance that in fact we're all part of one thing and and to move toward harmony and to 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 then open your eyes and step out and raise some hell and, and vote and protest and picket. And, I mean, the secret's just the beginning. Now go raise some hell, you know. Go st- scream war criminal at the nearest politician you can find. You'll feel a whole lot better. Was, <laughs> yeah.
0: That I, needs I to be
1: in the secret, too, you see. I agree. And these are not... I'll tell tell you something. There's always been a small element at KPFK that never understood me. I've been here 14 years. And there's always been a tiny element that just didn't listen carefully and thought that what I was saying for these 14 years was that we don't have to be socially and politically active, that we don't need to take action. All we have to do is meditate away war. And... The idea that we do both, that we wed our spiritual passion to our, I'll say, political or social passion and marry those two and be even more effective spiritually and socially and politically seems to escape a lot of people because they're just in that or place and stress. The more stress, the more ors. With this or that, and this exactly. or that, exactly. and that,
0: and it, and it seems that a lot of, from my, from what I've been able to conceive or perceive, um, a lot of people that are that have, a, um, how can I explain this? They seem to get segregated into just the mold, you know, <laughs> to get buried under, you know, beneath uh, a bunch of unconsciousness. In other words, a bunch of other people that and unconsciousness, where they almost sound crazy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, there's crazies on both sides.
0: True that.
1: You know, there there, there are people that are willing to become the enemy out of their self-righteousness. Right. Let's fight a bloody revolution and we'll kill and terrorize other people to prove that killing and terror is bad and wrong. It's like capital punishment. We'll kill people who kill to prove that killing is a bad thing. Well, that's insane. It happens to be very popular in America. One of the few nations that still (laughs) has capital punishment in place. It's very popular in in this country, but it's just insane. It makes no sense. Or the victims of people who've been murdered saying, I want closure, and that means in order for me to have emotional closure, the perpetrator must I die
0: i personally went through that did you yes uh my wife was murdered raped and murdered
1: i'm so uh, sorry did you did the person who did it get killed and he ended
0: up he, well he's probably this is how because of the system when i was living in texas at the time i was in the i was in the i was in the military and um he had just been released from prison only to you know that was his first murder victim and but I, um,
1: You're not telling me that he got released after murdering and raping your wife.
0: Well, he was the parole system in Texas is, is really bad. I heard. And
1: uh, wait a minute, they execute mentally retarded people and women down there. I thought they fried everybody in Texas.
0: They did. They tried him. He got life, but life in Texas is uh, fifteen to twenty five years. After twenty five years, you can come up for parole.
1: That's wrong, too, unless there were mitigating circumstances.
0: Well, he, he had no problem admitting and, and almost
1: boastfully
0: well, admitting to the press. Uh, that's what he
1: did. Where he did was, you get your closure, if you ever have? To what extent you you've found peace in the wake of this horror in your life?
0: Well, that, amongst many other events in my life uh, similar to that or as painful as that, as did push me into that realm of a metaphysical, um, yeah, meeting the metaphysical, yeah. and I, thought I did find it, I, I can't explain it. I, I couldn't explain it to you in, in the time that we have.
1: But closure um, is yours. But I have been
0: to I have been to one of your or a couple of your classes that you used to have out in I think in Glendale or something uh-huh. like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably about seven years ago. Yeah. Um, and. That was just part of my course that I've been on and and just things I've been seeing and noticing. I really connect with much of what you're saying.
1: Well good. Really, so so I I'm mean, I didn't have any idea. What yeah, I had no idea it was gonna take us into this direction. I'm so sorry for your loss, but I wanna make sure we agree or that I understand you better said, that you know that the power to heal is yours and not the person that
0: true that I believe that. See, and I had to I had to come to realize that even to even to the thought of maybe having to forgive the guy, right? And and um but then if I couldn't do that, I was able to forgive myself for not being able to do
1: that. It's the same <laughs> thing. That's the couldn't. same thing.
0: There's no um there's just no way that I could today. It just wouldn't make sense. Like you said, take his life, recycle him, and then what?
1: Yeah, exactly. Hey, man, I appreciate your phone call again. I had no idea. I'm so sorry about your wife. And I,
0: I, pre- I appreciate your knowledge, and, and it's people like you that help me go another day. You know. And uh, a quick question: Is there any? Do you have any? Uh, do you have a web page, or are you still holding classes, or anything like that?
1: Most of the work I do is private and um, increasingly telephone work. Okay. I'm driving less. I find other people are driving less. Um, it's getting harder to get around this city, and gas is crazy, so I'm doing a lot more telephone work. and Yeah, you can find all of our websites at kpfk.org. My primary site for the public is theagelesswisdom.com. Okay. Remember the T-H-E, theagelesswisdom.com. You can get all the information you need to contact me there. But management likes me to... Quickly remind everybody that we're all up on the kpfk.org site, too, so check that out.
0: I will do, and I want to thank KPFK
1: also. Well, thank you. I'll pass it on. All right. I do, too. Sometimes I think it's amazing they let us go on like this in the middle of the day. Uh (laughs) Thank (laughs) you, man. Let's go to Steve in uh, Los Angeles. Steve, you're on KPFK on InterVision with Michael Benner. Hi.
2: Hi, Michael. How are you?
1: I'm better and better. Thank you. Excellent.
2: Um, my point was just that um you know I found it kind of peculiar in the especially the Oprah show about that uh, I think three of the um presenters were were black and they didn 't really talk about whether black people had brought slavery upon themselves or Jews brought um, the Nazis upon them in terms of their attraction
1: yeah and, and it's got it 's got to be broached eventually,
2: yeah, it was uh very you know contradictory in that respect
1: I, I think the idea of co-creation again if we understand there, you know there's a great song by van morrison who many people know is a student of mysticism a rather well-studied student his particular entry point is the field known as theosophy and van um as well as doing songs like into the mystic uh, did a song years ago called Love is Everywhere. Love is Everywhere, you see. Now, he's not talking about romantic love or emotional love, because obviously that is not everywhere. He's talking about consciousness, about the love that is the higher heart or the soul, so to speak. That is an ocean. It is like the air. It is everywhere equally present, just like gravity is everywhere. And... You've got to remind yourself that just because gravity can be used by you in an intelligent way, it doesn't mean you can free yourself from gravity. All of us are using the law of attraction all the time, you see. But most of us are so scattered in our thinking that our negative thoughts and our positive thoughts are canceling each other out. It's It's like... Planting a garden and you throw a bunch of seeds out there and then you say, well, where did the weeds come from? I oh. didn't plant these. And of course the birds crapped them into the, the birds did that and the wind blew the seeds in there as well. And, and we're co-creators. The idea that it, it just drives me crazy. It's so frustrating that the muggle view of this. Is I also. Is, yeah. you know, that you are the sole creator of your reality, which is absurd. And now we don't have any responsibility to help poor people, to correct that injustice. We have no responsibility to, to house the homeless or even give them a helping hand because that's their karma. And it drives me crazy because anybody who sits even for a short period with a serious intention of understanding metaphysics, gets beyond this kindergarten concept, and yet I'm hearing it in the DVD. Not by yeah. everybody, but by well, enough that we also need...
2: Also, the, the stress on materialism, and they don't make any connection yeah. whether that materialism makes you happy or fulfilled in your, in your life or any of those connections weren't made, uh, which seems very shallow.
1: Well... I agree with that too. That's also a very very important point. Whoever said that if money made you happy, rich people will all be happy. Absolutely. Instead, they're screwing up our world. No, they they they're, they're, they're starting wars and exactly. and pogroms and and torturing and it's not poor people that thought up torture and invading Iraq. It was those happy rich people that have all the money, Donald Rumsfeld, Cheney, Bush, those guys have tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, but they're not happy. They're still going to send your children into the meat grinder, because it's never enough. And by God, there's nothing spiritual about that. That is well, not thanks, a secret.
0: Thanks for having me on the show, and I really appreciate you bringing up this subject.
1: You're very welcome. Appreciate it. Your phone call. Have a wonderful weekend. You too. Bye. KPFK on your radio. Uh, just got a couple of minutes left, so I'm going to ease on out of here. And, again, I want to remind you, if you did not hear last week's program, my intention today was to create a Part 2. So if you get it on the podcast, it'll be coming down in a few days. It's already sitting on the KPFK website. Just go to kpfk.org and click on audio archives and you can find this program and so many other programs that are posted up there for 90 days after broadcast, both as downloadable and streaming audio. You can always, uh, also subscribe to the podcast there for this program, kpfk.org audio archives. All right. And, uh, My wife has asked me during key, has asked me to mention that uh, one of her programs from the Profiles in Peace series heard on this radio station has been scheduled, a really good show, I've heard it already myself, Thursday, April 19th, today's Friday the 13th, we didn't talk about that all day, superstition and all, so next Thursday, a week from yesterday, the 19th, at 7 o'clock in the evening, you can hear Doreen interview Ray McGovern, the infamous CIA analyst who faced down Rummy last year and said, Why did you lie? And didn't argue with him, just used Rummy's words against him. And it was historic. And you can hear Doreen interview Ray on that and many other topics. A CIA analyst, you're going to dig it. Profiles in Peace, special programming on KPFK next Thursday, April 19th. 7 o'clock in the evening. Hope you tune in for that. I want to thank my engineer, uh, D'Angelo, and the young man I haven't met yet who's taking his place <laughs> for engineering today. Brooks, as always, for coming in and producing the radio program during key, my wife, for all of her invaluable help and assistance. Kurt Wyman, Craig Duncan, Bill Batchelor, my web guys, and Internet guys, and everybody else who behind the scenes.